When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a brain now I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It's Rhea Butcher, host of Three Swings, the podcast you're currently listening to. It's a podcast about baseball. It's a podcast about a lot of things. It's a podcast about the fact that I let a bunch of flies into my apartment, and now I can't get them out of here. And they're those real tiny floaty guys. You know the ones. They don't really go anywhere. They just kind of hang out in one spot. Real weird, these guys. Anyway, that's what my day's like. What's your day like? You can't tell me because we this isn't a this is a one way street. Um, this episode has no ads, so it's going to be a little short for that reason. But you don't have to hit that thirty second button, and I wish you wouldn't anyways because uh, the ads help me do this podcast. And then you might want to buy something. You know, I I only advertise things I like on here, so I stand by the things that I use. Um, I won't mention them because that would be free advertising and they haven't paid to advertise on this episode. So I'm not going to talk about it. But guess what? Men's baseball season has started up again. What a feeling. What a feeling. You all know that my fantasy draft went incredibly poorly again this year in my league that I've been doing for. This will be the third year now. Um, So that's gone. That went incredibly badly. (laughs) Um... I uh, have made some changes and I've just really gone for it. Um, you know, I just have dropped some... Pl- I've just... Look, I slept on Tatis. I was sitting there going, should I, should I, should I? And I should have. So I'm just picking guys up and dropping guys when I need to. So this week, for next week, what I've done is I've picked up Ryan Healy. He's hitting 440 right now. I picked up Tim Beckham. He's hitting something like... Uh, let's see. Currently... Currently, Tim Beckham is hitting 423. Could have sworn it was higher than that. A game must have started. Ryan Healy is hitting 310. So I picked those guys up. Somebody already got Santana in the outfield. Um, I've got Austin Barnes as my catcher, and I'm probably going to pick up that Seattle catcher. Like, I honestly have so few stars on my team that I'm just picking up whoever's hitting right now. So... Literally, what's the point? I have so many hurt players. Um, I just have to drop them. Andujar, Fultinowitz, which that's not how his name's pronounced, but I can't remember how it's pronounced. And Severino. Severino is really the only one that I'm willing to hang on to because I think there's something there because it's the Yankees. I have Craig Kimbrell. He's not employed, which is also ridiculous. Um, I didn't... I here's the thing. You start a baseball podcast because you're like, I'm watching so much baseball and I love talking about it. I should just have a podcast. Plus people tell you that because they enjoy listening to you talk about baseball and also talking to you about baseball. And so you do because that's what you want to do and you've wanted to do it forever. And guess what? 
You enjoy it. But then once something becomes your job, it becomes harder to do because in your free time, you don't want to do your job. You want to do something else. So now all of a sudden, and also I'm doing some other things right now that I'm really putting myself fully into. I'm really committing to them and they're helping me a lot. So that was what baseball was doing for me for a while, for a couple of years there, really committing to the game and understanding it, following, playing it has really helped me to understand myself and understand life. It really gave me something to hold on to. And recently I've found something else that's been helping me with that. And so I've committed to that in a very fulfilling way. That's really helping me out a lot. And so unfortunately baseball and baseball watching has been sidelined a little bit. And so I've only fully watched one game so far this season. And that was the Phillies home opener, which I watched with base buddy, Paul F. Tompkins. By the way, that's a registered trademark of Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. I did not come up with that phrase. But we watched that game. Boy, oh boy, was I excited for that Reese Hoskins Grand Slam. That's his first career Grand Slam. That was one of my biggest exciting moments. Um, So that I really enjoyed. I'm listening to a lot of Dodger games because I I don't, I'm not paying for Spectrum Cable because I just don't want to spend the money on that. I mean, I kind of feel like I can't, but I also... I'm just kind of saying that I don't Um, because I'm not, I could, but I don't want to, I shouldn't have to, I should be able to watch my local sports team without spending essentially $50 a month to do it. Um, I don't really think I should have to pay that. I grew up at a time when I watched Cleveland games on channel 43 WUAB home of the team. Um, And it just feels terrible. (laughs) Honestly, um, there's no Vin Scully. There's no real impetus to really pay for that. I just, uh, I can listen to them for free and I pay for at bat. So I watch other teams. I have watched sprinklings of games here and there. I watched a little bit of Cleveland. I think I can't even honestly remember This is what my life is like right now. Um, but I really enjoyed watching the Philly game. Um, look, you can hate Bryce Harper as much as you want. I actually don't hate that guy. I kind of have no reason to. I used to hate that guy. And then I realized like I didn't know why I hated him. So I was like, I think I'm just jumping onto these other people's thing. And I don't really, why? why? Like literally why? (laughs) So uh, that's kind of dumb. You know, it's kind of silly. I should say uh, to dislike somebody just because everybody else does. That's what, what am I in third grade? Um, and that's not to say that you don't have a legitimate reason for disliking the guy. Although I will say this, I forgot about the Harambe thing on his bat that I don't like. So I did forget about that, whatever, but I, you know, look, I don't have a ton of whatever with Philly. Um, it's exciting to see a team try again, despite no matter what city they are, like, it's nice to see a team try. Like I even think with all the moves that, New York supposedly made, they don't really, they're not even trying. I mean, Greg Bird at third base. Come on, man. You didn't try for Manny Machado. You didn't do it. That's where he wanted to play. You didn't care. You also had Andujar, but now he's hurt. So there you go. You know? Um, Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of teams are in a lot of weird positions. The Astros aren't quite the Astros, which, hey, it's very early And so there's a lot of time to figure everything out. But losing to the Rays, it's probably not what everybody thought was going to happen. I maybe kind of did, but I have Garrett Cole, so I wish it wouldn't have happened. (laughs) But uh, anyway, you know, I mean, people look, baseball is baseball. 
kind of anybody can win with whatever. You, you score runs, you win games. So that's kind of all you got to do. Um, so it's been exciting, fun to watch, some near-perfect games, some near-no-hitters already. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I feel like maybe my fantasy team is going to be all right. I did pick up Chris Paddock. I'm just going for it. Picked up Tre- Trevor Williams. Um, so I've got Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg. Not excited about that. I think he's going to get hurt again. Luis Castillo. Oof, that's up and down. Hard to get wins when you don't get any runs. Chris Paddock. I'm excited about that if they keep him in the bigs. Uh, Trevor Williams. He throws a good game. Lots of quality starts for that guy. Kenley Jansen. Okay. Edwin Diaz. Great. Craig Kimbrell. Shit. Fultonowitz. Eh. And Severino is just going to be parked in my single injured list spot. Uh, But I'm feeling a little bit better about my offense, at least for now. Robinson Cano is all of a sudden not hitting. Um, But I did, I've got, here, let's just get boring. Austin Barnes, Ryan Healy, Robinson Cano, Raphael Devers, Tim Beckham, Malik Smith, Nomar Mazzara, Jock Peterson, Chris Davis, Starling Marte, Gene Segura, Miguel Andujar, and Luke Voigt. Some of those are going to have to go. And I'm only losing by 17 points. That's not bad. That's not bad for somebody whose pitching has essentially netted them no points. (laughs) It's not bad. And I'm up against a guy who somehow got Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. I don't know how that happened. That happened last year. And I don't know how anybody let that happen again this year. But I wasn't drafting, so I wasn't able to stop it from happening. It keeps happening, and I wish it didn't. I changed my team name to Hire, H-I-R-E, Power. So, tip of the cap to anybody who knows what that means. My other fantasy baseball league, it's my first time. This is the official fantasy league of my actual physical baseball league, which is exciting and fun. Um, This is a categories league which I'm excited about because my previous categories league, which again, I won, um, folded and we're just not doing it again this year. But this one we did do. And uh, I'm actually up against my manager um, because we are starting a new team in that baseball league. So keep an eye out for those new jerseys coming through. I feel like people are going to be excited about them. Um, I'm designing them and they look cool already. And I haven't even really gotten them done done yet, but I'm pretty into it. (laughs) So that league was an auction draft, which was my first time ever doing the auction draft. And I would say, I don't think I crushed it and I'll have a very new approach next time. Um, I went in hard and high and I definitely am not good at gambling Um, or auctioning for that, for that, whatever. I'm not good at it. Um, But I did get this situation, which is I have Danny Jansen from Toronto as a catcher because I just said I don't give a shit about catchers. I've got, again, Ryan Healy. I've got Jonathan Scope, Joey Wendell, Alex Bregman, Christian Yelich, Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, and Tatis. I also have currently, or from my draft, Byron Buxton, Ryan Braun, and Odible Herrera. Um, I've since made some moves and I'll tell you about those. I've, I also drafted Annabelle Sanchez, Trevor Richards, Lucas Giolito. I didn't draft him. I picked him up, uh, but I did purchase Jacob DeGrom and Trevor Bauer 
and Kyle Freeland. And then I have also Kevin Gosman, Matt Shoemaker, Archie Bradley, and Matt Strom. Um, so I did make a ton of moves for the next day. I made eight, eight moves, eight acquisitions. Um, and then to make my lineup as such, Omar Navarez, Ryan Healy, Colton Wong, Mikel Franco, Alex Bregman, Christian Yelich, Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Tatis, Ryan Braun, Scope, Herrera, and Joey Wendell on my injured list. So then I moved my pitching around to be Trevor Richards, Lucas Giolito, Trevor Williams, Jacob DeGrom, Trevor Bauer, Matt Shoemaker, Matt Strom, Archie Bradley, Shane Green. Um, so I feel all right about it. I feel all right about it. <laughs> um, let me know how you feel about your fantasy league. Um, I feel all right. <laughs> um, look, it's going to be a long season. You know, it's a long, it's a long season, you know? So let's get into bench coach Brett's brilliant notes. As usual, I enjoy his notes very much. He titled this section, surprising or not surprising reactions to men's baseball week one. I appreciate bench coach Brett calling it men's baseball. I think this is fun. I'm not doing this out of anger. I'm doing it out of fun. Like I, here's the thing. We got to start doing some things out of fun as opposed to out of anger. You know what I mean? Cause like Jesus, if we're angry and we're sad, like then we're just angry and sad. So we got to do some stuff out of fun. And I really think you can teach people a lesson out of fun. They'll listen to you more. You know what I mean? So yeah. So the 2018 NL MVP Christian Yelich homered in each of the first four games of the season through the first week, he's batting 412 with four home runs and eight RBI. He's not a fluke, everybody. Um, it just proves again that as much as I am a Dodger fan and will be for to some degree for a while, as long as I live here and probably for a while after I leave because I do have a place in my heart for that team. Um, I think the Brewers deserved to be in the World Series last year, and I think it would have been a more interesting and exciting one because um, the Dodgers just really didn't show up, and I would have preferred to see a team that showed up. And that's just real talk. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm not, you know, like I'm not obviously like born and bred a Dodger fan, but um, I think I know plenty of Dodger fans that feel the same way. Like you want to, everybody wants to see an exciting World Series, and I just don't want to see a team that doesn't, give a shit and they just seem they seem like they didn't give a shit you know so they should give a shit uh houston loses loses the opening series to tampa bay houston is currently two and three and tampa bay is four and one did i not say to watch out for the tampa bay rays i did when is the mlb network gonna put me on even for just one second it's kind of ridiculous i don't have credentials sure i've got credentials i do this podcast no, none of those people on that show have credentials. Come on. It's ridiculous. MLB Network, put me on something. Cespedes Barbecue, Family Barbecue. I don't know. Put me in a video or something. You guys follow me. Boston loses the opening series to Seattle. The Red Sox are currently 1-3 and three and Seattle is 6-1. and one. Seattle is crushing baseballs right now. Uh, the Yankees lose the opening series to Baltimore. Yankees are currently 2-2. Two and two. Orioles are 3-1. and one. So we, we're living in the upside down. Uh, Bryce Harper's first hit for the Phillies was a 460-foot home run in the second game of the season, earning him MVP chance from the home crowd. This was after getting booed in game one for going 0-3 and striking out twice. A little Giancarlo for you, although Bryce Harper did it on a much shorter timeline. 
the Dodgers, speaking of the Dodgers, hit eight home runs in their opening day game against the Diamondbacks, setting a major league record for opening day and tying the franchise record for a regular season game. Um, and then they, two days later, they won 18 to something and Russell Martin pitched. I got to say, it does suck to already see that shit this early. I'm not a huge fan of position players pitching in, in a run-up game like that. I personally feel like it's a little bit of rubbing it in. Um, I, I feel like, uh, look, I only know so much about baseball, but I also know that like uh, practice is practice. So I, I also kind of feel like, why wouldn't you use one of your middle reliever guys to throw some innings or something. You know what I mean? I just, I kind of, it feels like rubbing it in. There was a time last year when we were, my team was winning by like a lot. And one of my teammates brought his, would bring his nephew along often. Cause he was, um, he was taking care of him. And so that kid would like sort of play with us in between innings and stuff. And, uh, somebody wanted to put him in the game. And I was like, I don't think we should do that. Cause it just felt like, it felt rude to then put a child in the game against the team. Like we're all adults, no children are playing, which is silly. Um, so the, the position player thing just kind of makes me feel that way. As fun as it is for you to see, for me to see Enrique, you know, Kike Hernandez pitching. It is like, I know what it's like to sit in that dugout and have that happen. Not because I've had that exact thing happen, but because I've had things in my life where I'm like, you're rubbing it in now, you know? Like it, I'm losing, but you're rubbing it in. So in a, a few ways, it feels somewhat disrespectful. Um, but I, the, anything else standing out to me from week one is, I mean, the best thing I saw in a game was Reese Hoskins hitting that grand slam. I love that guy. He seems like the sweetest guy, nicest guy. And I'm a big fan of it. I got to say, generally speaking, from what I've gleaned from Cubs Twitter and just Twitter in general, um, what's going on with the Cubs? That David Bodie play to second base was pretty bonkers, and I'm curious what they're doing. Um, it does seem like they need to pick up a closer. Craig Kimbrell is a free agent. I don't know if they're aware of that. Nobody wants to spend any money because they want to hoard wealth, and it's pretty disgusting. So that's kind of how that feels um, for week one of men's baseball. Um, I promise I'm going to watch more games and watch Quick Pitch. I did watch Quick Pitch one night five times. So I'll get back into that. <laughs> you know, I just got to remember that I got to watch it every night. I've just forgotten because like I didn't watch MLB Network in the offseason at all. I just completely took a break because I was like, I don't want to listen to these people talk about money every day. I don't need to. I don't like finance. I'm not into finance. Two things I'm not into finance and philosophy. No, thank you. Um, that's what stands out to me. I'm excited about the Phillies. Um, I'm excited to see how that goes, how everything goes for everybody. Um, it's exciting. I like to watch a team that has sucked start to get good. You know, that's fun to me. It's fun for me. It's fun for all of us, I think. Um, so we've got some rosin bag questions, but I want to, I do want to say up top two things. Number one, I'm going to be in Alabama, Birmingham, Huntsville, and then I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Those dates are all on my website. You can get tickets on my website. Go to www.riabutcher.com. It's weird that I have a website of my name, but I do. And go to the live dates, and you can get all the tickets right there. Um, please come out to these shows. I really want to pack them out. 
for multiple reasons. Number one, it's my job and it's how I make money. So unfortunately, that's how I make money. Two, I would love to prove that a queer comic needs to be touring in the South and places that people judge from afar, which I'm not doing. I'm just saying people have had reactions to me saying I'm going to Texas or Alabama or Tennessee, which is typically just really. And like, I'm going there because I want to go there because I know people are there because people ask me to come. So what I'm asking of you is people have asked me to come. So please, I'm asking you to please come to the shows. Um, I want to pack them out and I want to prove to everybody that it's, it's a real thing and that there's people everywhere. That's it. That's what I want to do. So come to those shows. And two, please send us some Rosenberg questions. You can tweet at three swings pod. You can tweet at forever dog, just hashtag Rosenberg. Um, cause I would love to ask, answer questions and you know what? They can be unrelated to baseball. I don't actually care. <laughs> I don't actually care. Um, they can be unrelated to baseball. I just remembered something that I wanted to add to one of my favorite things from week one. It's the, the Toronto blue Jays lady that doesn't flinch. That's my favorite thing from week one. Because not only did she not flinch at that foul ball, she went back to another game and a ball came not even close to her and she fake flinched. So I love this lady. Um, I love it. I love it. And she proves to me and to everybody that like straight up women are baseball fans. She's a baseball fan. She's not just there for no reason. You don't not flinch at a baseball coming at your head because you're not a baseball fan. She's a baseball fan. So there's one woman who's a baseball fan. So that disproves any asshole's theory that women don't like baseball or don't understand baseball or could never understand baseball. That lady right there disproves all of it. So I'm not, I'm not listening to it anymore. Everybody's wrong. Okay. Uh, into these Rosenberg questions. Meryl C on Twitter asks me, what's your favorite way to catch a game if you couldn't see it live? Do you go back and watch the recorded game, read recaps, listen to the radio recording later? Meryl, that is such a great question. I do a combo of a lot. I I don't know that I've ever gone back and watched an entire game that I've missed. I will say, however, shout out to my base buddy, Paul F. Tompkins, who does record the games or watch them via at bat if he's missed them. He does that and he puts the no spoiler for scores on. I have so mad respect for that. I've never said the phrase mad respect, but hey, there's a first time for everything. Um, I just want to know what's happening in baseball all the time. That's just like my flavor of of baseball fandom is like, I want to know where everybody's at, what's happening, what's going on. Um, I can't wait and I'll find out because I have too many ways of finding out what's going on in baseball because I play fantasy baseball. I have alerts on my phone from multiple sports apps that are specific to baseball. So like MLB and Bleacher Report are the two that I mostly use. I read athletic posts. I go on Twitter. I have, I follow a lot of people that are very involved in baseball, like uh, Lindsay Adler, who is like the Yankees reporter. Like she tweets, about games and things happening, which I like to, to witness. Um, so I don't actually like, like I'll read a recap for a very specific game. If like something big happens, complete game, perfect game, something like that, getting really close, big injury, stuff like that. I'll read the recaps for the most part in terms of like missing games that I wanted to see, which is pretty much every day. My main source of 
watching what happened in a game is a uh, quick pitch. I like the pace of it. It's very much like sports center, but only sports center from my time, which is mid nineties, which is, you know, uh, the dudes whose names are escaping me now, <laughs> all of a sudden their names are, just flew out of my head. Um, Dan Patrick and you know, the dude, the back, 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 back dude. Why can't I remember his name? I played so much ESPN tonight baseball. It's ridiculous that I can't remember. And Ken, the the other dude, I can't remember any of their names right now, of course. Um, but it, to me, that was when it was funny. That was when it was good. I'm sure if I went back and watched it now, I'd be like, Oh, this isn't funny. And this isn't good. Like, I probably thought it was those things because I was a child and I had no concept of how you make things funny. Although I loved Conan then too. So, and I still think Conan's hilarious. So whatever. Um, but I really like quick pitch and it is hosted by a woman all the time. So I, I just like hearing a woman's voice talking about baseball. I do think it sucks that she has to wear heels and stuff. Maybe she wants to. I don't really know, but I wish I could just watch a woman wear clothes <laughs> uh, to talk about baseball. The men wear suits. I not understand, but it's different. Heels are different. And uh, Brittany uh, DeLacreatis uh, also just wrote a piece that I haven't had a chance to read, but please check out a piece about uh, women's basketball coaches and the fact that they wear heels um, that it's actually like dangerous because they're moving around a lot and there's a game happening inches from where they're standing. Um, so anyways, check out that article if you want to talk about heels. Um, also heels are a detriment to the hiring process. And there's a really fascinating story about that with the Gina Davis Institute and actually why she created that Institute um, because uh, women were, they, they were trying to do like a blind, um, not casting, but hiring for, it was maybe the New York Philharmonic um, because they were having a problem with it being mostly men. And so they were like, all right, well, let's just do, well, we'll put the people auditioning, playing their instruments behind a curtain. And then the judges will be out here. And th then there's no way that you will be, you'll be hiring based on sound. There's no way that you will only hire men. And it turned out, that they ended up only hiring men now and, and still mostly hiring men for first chair. Now you might be thinking in your head, well, shit, I guess that proves that men are better at music. No, what they realized was the judges were sitting in their seats when the person walked on stage to their seat and the judges could hear their shoes and you can hear the difference between high heels and dress shoes. And so that was letting the judges know, oh, this is a woman, consciously or subconsciously. We'll never know. So they did it again, and they had them take their shoes off. And guess what? They hired more women. So this was a long way of saying, I like watching Quick Pitch. I wish they didn't have to be wearing those high heels. Um, but I like watching Quick Pitch because you get every game, you get every highlight, you get a teaser, you research. I just, I like it. I like the pace of it and they play it five times a night. So I can come in and start watching it whenever and then just watch the next one. And then I rewatch it, rewatch it. And then I really know what happened. Um, and it helps me do this show a lot because then I, I have a, a, I have a script in my mind of what has happened through the week. And uh, then I'm aware of what's going on. 
I will say, however, my baseball league, some of the everybody's baseball fans in my baseball league. And so we have a slack that we talk to each other on. Um, a lot of people really like the recaps in at bat, which I haven't really caught on to yet, but I'm going to try to this year um, because there is no there's no um, narration of it. It's almost like a Zen thing. It's just it's just what happens. There's there isn't even the color commentary because it's cut together from the live feed. Um, so that's pretty cool. And, uh, everybody says there's like a Zen to it. So let's all give that a shot. Cause I feel like that really cuts you down to like what the action of baseball really is. Cause it's not only big plays and stuff like that. It's, you know, pitching sequences and stuff, um, which I really love to watch a good pitching sequence. My God, like, I can't even tell you how, like, do you all remember everybody who's like around my age and older? Do you all remember what it was like when you would watch a pitching sequence and then you couldn't immediately watch it again? (laughs) Remember that? Now, think about what it's like to get to do that. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. You watch a a three-pitch strikeout and then you get to watch it right again. Or you get to watch an eight-pitch strikeout and you get to watch that sequence again. I've learned so much more about pitching being able to watch it that way that I I could not comprehend before because no one was talking to me about it because I don't think they were into it that way. And now I get to watch it and I get to watch, listen to these folks analyze each pitch and then go, oh, they're going to change the eye line on this one. Now I understand. Now I understand how pitching works on a much deeper level than I did before. And I really enjoy it for that reason. So technology does suck and all this advertising does suck. I will say the Toyota RAV fourth inning in the game that the Philly game that I watched, I was like, this is out of control. Um, but you know, whatever. It also brings us technology that we didn't have before that I, I enjoy. So speaking of the blue Jays, our final rosin bag question for the week is from Ryan a on Twitter. So the blue Jays celebrated Charlie Montoyo's first MLB win as a manager by dousing him in domestic beer and shampoo while sitting in a laundry cart in the shower. How would you want to celebrate your first MLB win? Wow. That's a great, I mean, I don't think that it would include domestic beer shampoo or a laundry cart in the shower. I'll say that right now. Um, and I've never understood the mystique of getting doused in all of that shit. It's weird to me, but um, it seems fun. Um, But I'm also uh, a sober person. So I guess if I wanted to get doused in anything, it would have to be like sparkling cider. And that shit's going to be sticky as hell. Um, So I think actually what I would want is to um, maybe have a bunch of super soakers and just like maybe some vintage, you know, super soakers, like 100s um, and play around with those. I don't know. I would want a Luigi's pizza from Akron, Ohio. Um, and then I'd probably want to drink a bunch of like, like pure cane sugar, black cherry soda. I think that's what I would want. And maybe just like a bunch of cans of dads to like shake up and, and foam everywhere. Um, I, I do think like, If I actually, this will never happen, but if I actually had a first MLB win, I would legit love to be, uh, get Gatorade, you know, just like have Gatorade dumped on me. I would love that. I would love nothing more than that. It seems, I just, I think it's a waste of water, but I also am like, everybody's gotten that. That's exactly what I want. So that's what I realized. What I would want is to be 
doused in Gatorade and then carried off the field by my team. I have been lifted up by a teammate after a win. And I'll tell you what, it's the background of my phone and it probably won't change for a while. Um, it's a pretty great feeling and that's not an MLB win, but, uh, it was a win. So it, it feels good. You know, um, sometimes wins come at a great loss and, uh, you got to reckon with that. But at the same time, the win is still a win and it's not all about winning, but there is sometimes things behind winning. So, um, that's what I would want to do. I would want to, I would want to have Gatorade dumped on my head, I think. And then a pizza from Luigi's in Akron, Ohio, and then some dad's root beer to shake on everybody. Cause that's, if I got to pick a root beer, um, cause like root beer is going to be my drink of the summer this year. Um, so that's the official root beer is the official drink of three swings pod. <laughs> and, uh, it's always been one of my official drinks because I don't know if you know this, but I have the same initials as root beer. Um, so when I would get a soda from like fast food, which I did often because I, you know, um, grew up kind of trashy. Um, I would always push the little divot thing for root beer cause it said RB. So I always knew which soda was mine. Um, and I did grow up on a lot of root beer, but then I got to the harder stuff like Mountain Dew and shit because you need that caffeine or whatever. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> now I don't want the caffeine, you know, some, I, I'm a big Sprite guy sometimes, but honestly, this summer, this summer, 2019, this summer is the summer of root beer. So every episode, well, look, I always make these promises every episode, uh, throughout the season, I'm going to give you some reviews of my favorite root beers, um, maybe match them up with the team that they belong to. Um, and then give me some regional root beer shout outs. Cause, uh, I don't, you know, there's not a lot of root beers, regional Los Angeles root beers, but I, I know there's like a goose Island one. Um, so shout them out to me. Um, I'm going to be drinking some root beers this year. Um, and dad's honestly was my favorite when I was a kid. So I wouldn't say it's my favorite now probably tastes like shit <laughs> compared to the root beer that I've had. That's pure cane sugar. Um, not as great. So, um, what a great week one, everybody send me in your rosin bag questions, please. I love answering these questions. And these two were so great. Um, they gave me a lot to work with. Great questions. You can ask me personal questions. I'm down for whatever. Um, and, uh, let's talk fantasy baseball, you know, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're not doing. Um, let's figure it out together. Let's have some fun. (laughs) You know, Let's have some fun. Let's figure it out. So follow us at three swings pod on Instagram. Oh my God. I almost forgot. Holy shit. We have merch. There is merch for three swings. You can get all kinds of stuff. It's on Teespring. There's like a sale right now. So please buy it up. Um, it's just a fun way to support the show. I'm going to get, I'm getting one of the, the like baseball shirts and a t-shirt. I think I'm getting all kinds of stuff. So please, uh, buy that stuff. People have been asking for a long time. So it's finally there. You can finally buy some three swings merch and there'll be more to come. Uh, but there's a good start. You can get stickers, all kinds of shit like that. So please support the show that way. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah. Follow at Three Swings Pod on Twitter. Follow us. That's the same on Instagram. Follow at Forever Dog. There's some new shows, new folks coming to Forever Dog. Um, happy to be part of the Forever Dog family. Um, follow me at Rhea Butcher on Twitter and Instagram. That's R H E A B U T C H E R. Thank you to Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit for allowing us to use their song as our intro song. I'm debating making it my walk up song this year. I think it's a good one. Um, and 
let's see. Yeah, follow us, review, rate, subscribe. Tell a friend about this show. I picked this up from uh, Tyler Mayhan Co. over on Cocaine and Rhinestones, which is such a great podcast. I really loved it. Um, also, if you're looking for some great podcasts, check out The Dream and check out The Big One, all made by people that I really dig who are great, and they're all really well made. Um, but please, um, if you like the podcast, tell a friend. Uh, just trying to grow the show and keep it going. And I really do enjoy making it. I know the off season was a little bit of uh, kind of all over the place. Um, cause I was all over the place. So I appreciate your patience and your understanding and sticking with the show and, uh, fire up that subscribe again, if you weren't listening. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you. And as always, if you liked it, you liked it forever. Dog. This has been a forever dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>